Hello everybody, welcome back to Autopsy of a Horror Movie. My name is Brucker, and today I'll be doing my first ever lightning round horror review. So what this is going to be, I am just kind of going to go through some movies that I've been watching on my own that haven't been directly for this podcast, but thought this would be like a fun little bonus thing I could release on a Friday or something like that. So I'll be going through some movies I've been watching that have been mostly on Shudder, and some of these movies have may be movies that have been out for a very long time that you've probably already seen, so please don't judge me or harass me for finally getting around to these movies that have been out for a while. I'm kind of slow when it gets to seeing new movies. So I'm going to go over a bunch of movies and let you know what I liked about them, which ones I would recommend checking out, and which ones I would say are duds and you should avoid. And I won't be really giving away major spoilers or, or anything like that, so this is a safe episode to check out if you haven't seen any of these movies. So first up is on Shudder, I checked out this movie called The Mortuary Collection. This was a pretty fun movie. I really have been wanting to get more into horror anthology movies and TV shows. There's The Creep Show on Shudder, which I've really enjoyed. So basically, the premise of The Mortuary Collection is that in this small town of Raven's End, where all, where all of these anthology stories take place, this mortician who is played by Clancy Brown, he says that each body, you know, tells a story of their death and he's kind of able to somehow decipher that story. So that's where each story comes from is each body that comes in has a new story to tell. And I really like this movie because it's stylized so well. It's, you know, lots of, um, Lots of like deep blues and greens in this, and it's um, I really like that. Kind of, kind of had the same, almost same a color aesthetic of the Shape of Water. That gives you an idea for it. Um, it was it was good. It's a lot of fun. I didn't necessarily find it scary, um, but I did find it entertaining, and I loved some of the messaging in many of the uh, you know little horror short stories that we got, especially the one that has to deal with a frat brother um that was a very good story um I, I liked that one a lot i so would i don't want to spoil it but that one was pretty good um but in the mortuary collection there is a linear plot that's also going on as well um there is this young woman who is i believe applying to work at the funeral home and um the clancy brown is kind of explaining all these stories to her and trying i guess trying to make sure that she's up for the task i believe and there is a cool thing about her character. And the last story that they share has a very, very, very awesome twist. So um, I would say it has a good payoff. I want to say I was blown away by it, but it did what it needed to do. I had a lot of fun with it. And there was some good horror anthology in this. So I, I recommend checking out the Mortuary Collection that's available on Shudder. I am a sucker for really awesome documentaries, especially horror documentaries, of course. So I checked out Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror, that is also available on Shudder. And this was an amazing documentary. I loved this so much. It was so educational and very eye-opening to many um, like racist stereotypes in horror films that, and some stuff I was kind of oblivious to, some things I've never really thought about um it was a really great survey of 
black representation specifically in the horror films genre from the beginning till kind of now and it was a really awesome kind of walk through the timeline of different of how uh, black representation has sort of changed and evolved in horror and it was just super like I said educational eye-opening and made me change the way I have perceived certain horror movies um it, it kind of made me feel bad about Final Destination a little bit because um, I love Tony Todd in that movie as the, you know, maybe he is like the specter of death in that as he's the mortician, but I never really picked up on how that was kind of of a stereotypic trope to have black characters in fil- in horror films to kind of just play as like the, the witch doctor voodoo magical person sort of. Um, and that was a trope that's been kind of beaten to death in horror. And I've never really thought about. And when they pointed out how that's like a very modern use of that stereotype was Tony Todd at Final Destination, it made me go, "Oh man, I, but I, I love Tony Todd in that movie." But it was kind of eye-opening as to how, oh, okay, yeah, I it stuff like that still happens today, and it's unfortunate. But and I don't think that. It, that's a reason to not like Final Destination necessarily, but I think it's important to recognize that trope and be able to pick up on that. Um, I will say though, I still really love Tony Todd in in that in those movies, and that's probably my biggest complaint is that give me more Tony Todd, please. But anyways, horror noir, history of black horror was super 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 awesome. Even if you're not a horror fan, I don't know what you're doing listening to this podcast, but that's okay. Even if you're not a horror fan, it was still just highly educational and really awesome to watch and listen to all of these uh, black actors and black filmmakers discuss their own experiences with making movies and watching movies and growing up with them as children and what it's like now today. Um, it definitely also added a bunch of movies to my watch list that I want to go through and watch. Um, for example, uh, Blackula was a movie I was kind of exposed to during this documentary. And there's a part in this movie where Blackula and Dracula sit down together and are kind of discussing whether or not they should intervene with the American slave trade. I was going on in the 1600s, 1700s. And when I saw that was involved in the movie, I was like, oh my goodness, wow, that this this should be like a movie that I need to go and check out now because that's like a pretty heavy discussion, something that would be um, really interesting to listen to and I don't know, kind of just see how the filmmakers approach that and just see what the movie was kind of saying. So maybe interested and wanted to check out more movies like that. Um, so yeah, horror noir, history of black horror, five out of five stars. That documentary rules. So a short film that I got to check out that's on Shutter is The Quiet Room. This was really awesome. I highly recommend checking out The Quiet Room. It's available on Shutter. It was directed by Sam Wyman, and it stars Jamal Douglas, who was really good in this. And honestly, I would love to see him in more movies. And if you just need more positivity in your life, and especially on your social media feeds, please follow Jamal Douglas on Instagram. I've followed him and 
his stories and feeds on Instagram, it's so positive and he's always, he's just about spreading love and, you know, joy and peace and everything. And it it's, it's a really awesome thing to kind of just have a little dose of that in your life. But this movie, The Quiet Room that he stars in, it's only 28 minutes. So it's definitely worth your time to check it out. It's so good. Like, it, it's so impactful for that 28 minutes. He plays a character that is um, going through some mental health problems, and he does have a suicide attempt in the movie. That's how it starts out. So trigger warnings for that. But he gets put in a psych ward, and he is kind of recovering with other mental ill patients and people that are suffering from mental illness. And they, you know, they all develop bonds and friendships in this. But the kicker is that there is a specific room in the psych ward that is haunted and this person or this specter kind of feeds on the the mentally ill and the people that have attempted suicide and it just gets so scary towards the end it's it's really good i really highly recommend the quiet room it was so good and they just like again jamal douglas did great in this so i feel like i can't say too much more because like i said it's a shorter movie don't know if I can go into much more without spoiling stuff. I will just say the reveal of the ghost monster thing in this was awesome, and I didn't find it cheap at all. I thought it was really effective, so check out The Quiet Room on Shutter. Alright, next, I checked this movie out a long time ago, but I guess I'll go ahead and mention here The Pale Door this movie was not good folks um this movie came out i think in december of 2020 and i remember the trailers for it looked so good and i was just so 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 disappointed and kind of pissed off at how bad this was i don't mean to just like sit here and bash this movie but yikes this movie sucked man um basically the premise is that these it's a uh, kind of a period piece uh, during like the old west and these group of cowboys try to rob a train well they don't try to they do rob a train but the inciting incident is that there is no safe of money on board but instead there is a young woman being held captive in a chest and they're trying to figure out why was she being guarded and why was she held captive in this chest and she tells them that if you bring me back to my home, you will be rewarded greatly. So when they get back to her town, uh, to, to the brothel there specifically, we find out that all of the women working the brothel are actually witches. Um, but specifically, they are witches that have already been burnt at the stake, and so they can kind of morph and transform into these burnt-looking monsters. God, like, the premise sounds so good. Like, I really like that premise. It was, honestly, this movie was trying really hard to be something that it shouldn't. Um, its downfall were a lot of different things. The acting was horrible. I mean, no offense against anyone in this, but Jesus, um, it was just not good at all. Too many characters for this. With And this movie was almost 100 minutes. It really could have just been, like an hour maybe less it would have benefited from that i think because this movie was trying to be really heavy in our main characters and like some stuff that they've been through and any sort of like moral dilemma that they're trying to get over it was this should have just been 
a wacky, fun, silly movie. Like, this movie should have focused on being fun, but it was focused on trying to be heavy, and it just didn't work at all. It didn't feel authentic. None of it was great. And I think the worst part about this movie, besides the writing, is that the witch monsters looked horrible. The 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 prosthetic makeup on their faces, you could see the the difference between the makeup, the prosthetics, and their actual skin around their eye. And just it just came off to me as lazy and that the filmmakers didn't care that it looked bad. I don't know. I guess my biggest gripe would have been just shoot around that, you know, flex your director, your directorial skills here, you know, shoot around that. It's also scarier when we can't see the monster, you know? Anyways, sorry, I feel like I've, I basically just told you everything that's available in the trailer, so I didn't like spoil this movie, but the Pale Door sucked. Um, it's available on Shutter if you feel like watching it, but yikes. Um, yeah, I didn't find anything redeeming about this movie, so I'm just going to go ahead and move on. Sorry. Uh, so a movie that I got to watch an early screener for during the summer um, that I'm going to talk about here, because I don't know if I'm ever going to cover this on the podcast, but I'll go ahead and just you know do it right here, is Color Out of Space. This movie was so weird. It really like interesting, though. Um, Color Out of Space, it stars Nicolas Cage, and he's a... So here's the premise. He's an alpaca farmer, which doesn't really play that much into the movie but i love that little detail so nicholas cage is an alpaca farmer and a meteorite lands in his farm and ever since then really weird things start to happen around his farm uh time doesn't make sense anymore weird things start to grow um people are kind of getting possessed a little bit by whatever was in this meteorite um it is absolutely a cosmic horror and it's an adaptation of a Lovecraft uh, story. So if you're really into cosmic horror and just really weird shit like that, I would highly recommend check, checking out this movie then. I'm not a huge fan of cosmic horror. It was not exactly my cup of tea, but it was still a really well put together movie. Um, so there's nothing, so I don't have like anything knocks against that besides just it felt a little slow for me in. Since I'm not into cosmic horror, it was just kind of hard for me to get into. But I recognize it was a good movie for the most part. So if you're into that stuff and you like H.P. Lovecraft, you'll probably really like Color Out of Space, which is on Shudder. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what else was interesting about it because it's been so long. Uh, there's like some body horror in it, some like really gross stuff with the llamas. Um, it is sad, though. Uh, I will say it, it doesn't end necessarily on a happy note. Just be prepared for something like that. But yeah, Color Out of Space on Shutter with Nicolas Cage doing a Donald Trump impression like the whole time. It's fucking bizarre. So a set of movies that I've been dying to get more into are the classic horror movies, especially the Universal Monster movies and the Hammer Monster movie flicks. So for the Universal Monster movies, I got the box set for Christmas, and I've been just having a ball going through those. And recently, I watched Frankenstein from 1931, directed by James Whale. James Whale is slowly becoming one of my favorite directors right now, just because I've been loving all of his, specifically his, uh, Universal uh, horror movies. 
But yeah, Frankenstein from 1931 was so much fun. Oh my god. Um, I, I highly recommend checking it out. It is not at all true to the uh, Mary Shelley's text, though. So just go into it with that. So don't feel like that you've seen this movie. You know what happens in the book. Now, like one of the most confusing choices that they did in this movie is that they didn't. They renamed Doctor Victor Frankenstein. They renamed him Henry Frankenstein. But then there's another character that they named Victor, and so it's super confusing. But Henry Frankenstein is supposed to be Victor Frankenstein from the novel, and I think that might be because this was during the 30s, um, you know, World War One, World War Two kind of era. So I think they didn't want to give their main protagonist a german name they want to give him like an american you know like henry ford name so that's that was really interesting but it's it was really good i liked it a lot um i highly recommend checking it out um if if you're into those older black and white monster movies it was so much fun and it was really silly to see what what people thought was too much in this movie There's, there's there's a scene where frankenstein kills someone by accident i think and i don't know if i want to spoil it here but um he when you see it it's just like this is what people people got like at the time in the 30s got so upset and were just so repulsed by this specific scene in the movie basically he kind of just gently tosses a, a, a girl a young child into a river like it's something that your dad would like do like he would throw you into the pool it is like that kind of physicality is nothing really and that's how this young girl dies people in the town in the movie freak out but also at the time like real audiences were just saying that was too much that was too much to see a child get killed off in this movie um it's just kind of really funny to see that but yeah the movie's great i, I love these love these universal classic monster movies if you decide to get into more of them, I also highly recommend uh, The Invisible Man from 1933. It's so fucking good. And the effects for 1933 are amazing. It's just, it's still, I still don't know how they did it. Blows my mind. So yeah, Frankenstein was really awesome. I feel like I didn't even need to really recommend that. I might cut it out. I guess the last movie that I'm going to... Uh, review on here is the movie haunt from 2019 this movie was fucking rad i love haunt it's my new favorite like modern slasher and it's a slasher that actually takes place on halloween which i feel like we don't get too many of those you know not counting the halloween franchise of course um basically the premise is a group of young adults go to one of those extreme haunted houses where the actors can like touch you and stuff and it's not all that is cracked up to be. So I guess I'll leave it at that. It's so much fun. It's really good. It has the atmosphere of a really intense Saw movie, but it doesn't have the the, the gore or the body gore and torture stuff that you would see in a Saw movie. So imagine the atmosphere of a Saw movie, but you're in a slasher movie, if that makes sense. It. I, I love this movie. It's so good. And I love the... We do get some depth from our main character, or our final girl in this movie, I, I should say. She is a character that is going through a really bad breakup, and her boyfriend that she is breaking up with in this movie was abusive, and she also came from a household where her mom was abused as well. So this movie is very much 
her getting over her own demons with that, and she is haunted by by that. So uh, I thought that that the movie did a really awesome job with our final girl's arc in this. And <laughs> my biggest complaint about this movie is that there is such a trope in slashers. So this movie, this isn't like a specific problem to haunt, but our survivors just keep dropping weapons throughout the movie like they'll use the weapon once and then drop it and move on I'm like no just carry that with you the whole time uh, but um yeah so haunt is really good if and it was scary like this movie actually did terrify me while i was watching it afterwards i was fine so if you're looking for a good slasher movie that takes place on halloween and is actually like pretty scary i really recommend haunt it was phenomenal i i thought i'm probably giving it more praise than other people do but i'm just a big fan of slashers so it was really awesome to see a slasher that wasn't stupid in my opinion be sure to check that out on shutter and check out i think all these movies except for frankenstein are available on shutter and yeah i think that's all i got to say about these movies so just be sure to go check them out except for the pale door you know i mean if you want to you know make your own opinion about that but uh, i want to recommend it um yeah so this is my first lightning round review of these horror movies let me know what you thought uh please follow me on instagram at brucker horror like review subscribe on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts share with a friend in case you don't follow me on instagram i do make new episode posts for each episode and i would love for you guys to comment on those so let me know like what you thought of the episodes in those comments let me know if you got any questions or requests you know in those comments in let me know which of these movies you've seen and which ones that you liked, which ones you would recommend. Um, and if there's anything else on Shutter that you think I should be checking out based on this. All right, guys, thank you so much for checking this out and take it easy. Bye.